time for the ghostly hour. There are those that answer the call. The call to go in search of the unknown. To walk the halls where spirits have been known to play. If you have an hour to kill, we have the cure for the paranormal blues. Now the host of The Ghostly Hour, David Cook. <laughs> Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, where in the world? It is Sunday, it is Super Bowl Sunday, but more importantly, it is time for The Ghostly Hour. I've got a great guest lined up for you today. He does his own podcast, now that's to do with anything paranormal, cryptics, UFOs, horror, and also comedy. He also has his own audio book out, which we're going to be getting into in this show as well. So if you do have any questions, any comments, number to call is 702-425-9230. If you have Skype, it's KCOR Radio, all one word. Alternatively, you can go on Twitter, hashtag KCOR. Come into the chat room, say hello to Frank, Georgie, Karen, myself, Tina. Have a great time, and trust me, you will go home happy. Now, the guest I've got for you today, I am so lucky to be able to also call this man a friend. Ladies and gentlemen, I give to you Mr. Mark Anthony Rains, a.k.a. The Ghost Man. How are you doing, sir? Hello. Welcome. How are you today, my friend? I'm doing very well. It's been a nice, quiet Sunday so far, which I do love, especially when weekends are busy. But how's things been on your side? Okay, I've been doing my writing and drawing and helping out to various other projects that I'm starting off. Oh, now you've got to tell us more about these projects. Well, I'm at, um, at the moment I'm co-writing a book with a friend of mine called Simon S. Rob, and it's going to be about a cult magic involved with cartoon martial arts oh so a bit of um let's see cult magic so we're talking probably a coven mixed with something like the matrix yeah it's a sort of I, i'm sort of drawing the cartoons and i'm writing a little bit i mean he's doing the majority of the writing because he's a little bit more experience than I am, but I thought, hey, why not give it a go? Got nothing to lose in life. It's in the process at the moment, but when it gets there, we will release it, and I will promote it till the kingdom come. Oh, God, mate, you've got me intrigued, because that sounds like a quite unique combination. Well, yeah, we, we sort of come up with an idea together, because I, I, well, you may know or not know, I like to draw cartoons, and I'm I am actually a published cartoonist. I'm uh, uh, the cartoonist on an online magazine called Gonzo Weekly. Hmm, I'll have to look into that after the show. It's a very interesting magazine. It's based on um, alternative music, and there's lots of other uh, weird and wonderful things that it covers, uh, from UFOs to paranormal to horror, to lots of stuff that is the more alternative side of life. <laughs> I couldn't agree with you more there. Being in the paranormal does seem to be a more alternative, alternative style of life. <laughs> I agree. It definitely takes someone unique and alternative to actually get into the paranormal in the first place. Yes, it's a, it's a, it's strange how you get involved. My, my, uh, I, if you wish, I'll tell you how I, how it happened for me. Yeah, please do. Well, basically, some years ago, I was in a coma. At the time, I had a blood sugar count of one to four, which basically means I shouldn't be here today. But I was rushed to ED. And from ED straight to ICU and put in an induced coma, where I was there for three weeks. 
And during this time, I heard a woman's voice I've not heard before or since telling me to wake up. I had the most overwhelming feeling I've ever had to wake up. And I seriously believe that this was my guardian angel. I know some people may say to me, oh, no, that that was probably your brain playing tricks on you, or perhaps it was a nurse, and you didn't realise at the time. But I, I can seriously, I've looked back at my memory, and I've reevaluated it as much as possible. And I know I seriously, my personal belief, that it was my guardian angel. Now, I've got to ask this, since though you were in the coma for three weeks, what was your reaction when you actually woke from this coma and you realised three weeks had passed? Well, at the time, I, I sort of woke up and I looked around and I saw that there was tubes coming out of me and there was bright light the lights are bright, you know, and then suddenly was aware that I was in the hospital. And I was thinking, what am I doing here? And then, obviously, I was explained what happened. The nurse, the doctor explained what happened. I, I, and you could, for those three weeks, you could tell me that man landed on Mars or we invaded the planet Pluto. I will believe you because I don't know nothing about those three weeks. I was just wondering if you actually felt like three weeks when you first was induced into that coma. Because obviously, when we're asleep, we close our eyes. Next thing you know, we're waking up again. So I'm just wondering if that was the same for you. It didn't feel like a normal wake up, no. Because, um, as I say, it's sort of like slightly confused. It's like, and I thought, hmm. I, I've always felt that whilst I was in my coma, I was leaving the real world on the next world. That hence why I call myself AKA Ghostman. And I honestly think that I touched my own personal version of heaven because I don't believe there is a such a uh, direct place as heaven or hell. I think we have our own personal heaven or hell. Yeah, I can understand that. I know, um, well, I've got a theory about this anyway, as to reason why I believe when we say heaven, we look up. Because I believe that we actually come from another planet before we inhabited this one. And this stems back, obviously, centuries. And that's where we see our heaven, because that's where we come from. Yes, yeah, so there's a lot of um, uh, other evidence out there that uh, connects to that theory, because there's quite a lot of people that believe that as well, that, we, uh, um, that we've mistook alien uh, angels for, that are really aliens. Well, when it... Um depicted in the Bible, I believe, about the war between the heavens and the earth and the angels. And the way they're described, it sounds more like sort of um, a UFO war that happened here on earth. I could believe that. I could believe it's possible. I have a counter theory for you. But my, one of my favourite theories, I always like to ask people, well, and it's a bit, don't want me to. Uh, my my favourite theories I like to pull out there is God is schizophrenic. Hmm. That is interesting. Could you I think suppose. about it? We are made in God. We are meant to be made in God's image, whichever version of the Bible you 
read. And so we are both born good and bad. So I think God's always got this internal conflict in 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 his personality. Yeah, that that makes sense. I can see that point. But then isn't it also giving that person the free will to choose what direction they want to go in? Yes, I think that's why we was given free will, because that's, as you say, that. so we got the choice of going down, like if we're going down a, a road, you've got the left turn or the right turn, the classic one, and you, if you go left, that that's going to lead to a life that you may eventually end up in the darker place, or if you go right, you might, you hopefully go towards the light. Hmm. No, that's, that's definitely a good idea about that, though. I think I'd have to look into that a bit more. Oh, I forgot. I've got, I've heard so many, one of my, my favourite things about life is conspiracy theories. I'm a, one of the greatest fans of them. It, they're so bizarre. But like everything we know, it's like the old myths and legends. There's always an element somewhere, even if it's very small, of truth. Well, uh, <clears throat> truth can be interpreted in many different ways, as we know in the paranormal. Very true, yes. Yes. And as the saying goes, you say a lie often enough, eventually it will become the truth. Yes, the old, uh, yeah. The, the, the classic fake news is one of them. Uh, that's been happening so much lately that it's just getting ridiculous. Yes, it's very hard to produce something now without people saying, oh, you just made that up. You read it on, you read it up and you just thought, oh, I want to be part of that. No. Well, this is when we need to sort of give people the links to where we get our research from, where we actually find out our own facts and we don't actually believe what it is we're being told. Well, most of my information comes from people like yourself and uh, mediums that I interviewed. I, I interviewed a lady the other day called Katrina Cooper. I don't know if you've heard of her. No, I can't say I have. Well, anyway, she's a, a spiritual medium, and, and um, I was doing the interview, as I normally do, and as I was talking to her, she was actually had information about my mother and my wife's mum and our, one of her, our, her dearly departed dogs, that only we would know of. I mean, not saying she got it a hundred percent accurate, but she had she did, said things that couldn't be found easily on on uh, Facebook or social media. Yeah, yeah, I, I know what you mean. Uh, I've got a friend called Mindy Jackson, lovely lady, she really is, and even she said some of the things I told her about her sister. There's no way I could have found it out because she's a very private person and it's not something that she would broadcast. Yes, it's only like little things. I mean, I'm not talking like, it's like um, what she said like the other day, oh, your dog used to uh, put his tongue out a little bit and lick it. And I thought, yes, it did. You know, that, that, so, you know something like that, that's minute detail means nothing. To nobody else like yourself but to us it's well wow how did you know that well I, I said to Mindy that I, I still get shocked now when people say to me yeah that's correct because at that time I don't know what I'm actually saying to this person it's only that person 
that can tell me whether I'm correct or not. I'm just passing on what I see, what I hear, Crazy, and what I feel. How, now, I'm going to turn it around a bit. How do you feel when you do your readings? Do you feel like a, um, but, uh, uh, electricity or something flowing through you? Uh, when I know something's really close to me, I usually end up coming out in all goosebumps from head to toe. That's how I know I can feel the energy from someone that's really close to me. If I'm uh, psychically linking into someone, uh, I get a pressure on the front of my head. And that's when I get pictures. That's when I hear words. That's when I feel what the spirit's feeding. And that is what I pass on to the person that it's intended for. Hmm. It's a lot of people say that because, a lot, uh, as you know, most people believe that ghosts are like a, a form of electronic energy. Hence why we use EVPs. True, but I believe as well but that there's other forms of energy that we actually transform into once we actually leave the body. I don't believe it is just like uh, electromagnetic energy. So I'm looking more yeah. towards kinetic energy as well. Yeah, I, I could sense that because, uh, like I, you know, like like we join when we go, we there's a a finger uh, that says that when they do an autopsy. I don't know how true this is that there's a like a. I don't know the weight, but something missing in in the body that that um, your top the person that do, people that do the autopsies cannot explain that there's just that even when they allow for the weight of the uh, the body liquids and the blood to not be no longer around that the there's like a percentage of weight that they believe could possibly be the soul. Yeah, I've, I've actually read that article where um, they've actually supposedly measured the weight of the soul. And it's through the body passing. And then it's, um, I think it's about an hour or two after that, they weigh it again. And somehow it seems like the body's actually lost weight. And it's that weight that they've calculated is the weight of a spirit leaving the body. Hmm. I mean, it's possible. I mean, uh, I mean, I mean, uh, I, I, I've been, when I was in care work, I had to go into a lady's room. She had Huntington's career, which if anybody knows is, uh, not a very nice thing to have. And you got, if you have it in your family, you have 50-50 chance of get, getting it yourself. Anyway, this lady was unfortunately slowly dying. And when we was in the room, me and the fellow care worker, a, a, a lady, um, when she passed on, we physically felt as if something had left the room. We didn't see it. We didn't touch it, but we felt it. Does that sound odd to you? That don't sound odd to me at all. That sounds about right, to be honest. Um, it could be, as she was passing, it could be just her saying like goodbye to you. So obviously, as she's going past and around everyone, you can actually feel her there saying goodbye to you. Or it could be as she was on a, a final route, shall we say, to the afterlife, she's just walking pastures at that time. But no, that doesn't sound unusual at all. That sounds perfectly normal to me. Yeah, as I say, at the time, it, it sort of spooked me a bit. But now I can look back and I, I can quite agree with you that it could have been like as like as saying, Thank you. And you could, 
and I don't mean this in a disrespectful way to anybody. Please do not be offended. I believe that once the soul leaves the body, the person that you were is no longer there. If you know what I mean. No, no, no. I know what you mean because basically once the soul leaves, the body is just a shell. It's no longer them. Yeah. So, I, I know what you mean. Yeah, I, I was trying to be polite. I, I didn't want to offend any of your listeners. Now, my listeners are very smart, very wise people. I'm sure they understand what you're trying to say there. Yeah. But now, I, I do know what you mean now, because um, obviously we've still got our memories of what they look like. We've still got our memories of how they were. And this is what I believe. When they come back to see us, it's those memories that they portray to us so that we know who it is and that we're not scared and we're comfortable just for them to be there. Wasn't it odd that a lot of people I know, and there's a lot of nurses that back me up on this, that before when you're in the hospital or hospice, that before someone dies, they have what they technically know as a one good day with their loved ones. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that with uh, a few people I know. I see it with a friend of mine, uh, and I see it with my granddad. I believe, personally, that when they have them good days, that one good day, that is their chance to get everything sorted before they pass. So it's their it's chance. So Sorry, come. Uh, I, I was going to say, it's also their way of, God, of the spiritual world saying, here, just have this wonderful memory. You remember the being ill? Yes. But you're going to remember that fact he was laughing, he was joking. Hello, John, I've seen you for 20 odd years. That kind of thing. Yeah, like I say, it's basically their chance to say bye to everyone and wrap up any sort of unfinished business. And like I say, give them that final last memory and before they pass. That's what I believe anyway. All right, folks. I'm afraid we've got to go to break. I am sorry. I know we was just getting into that. <laughs> but come back for the second half where we'll be talking more about Mark's audiobooks as well. And who knows? Stay tuned, folks. We'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to The Ghostly Hour on the KCOR Digital Radio Network, hosted by the paranormal prince of the UK, David Cook. You just don't turn it off! The phone lines are open now at 702-425-9230. That's 702-425-9230. Give us a call now. Worldwide callers use Skype name KCOR Radio. There are lines between the living and the dead, and we're not afraid to cross them. Are you? (laughs) Jill, why don't you tell the class what you did this weekend? Well, my dad and I went in search of some magical minnows and found a zillion of them in the stream from our lookout rock. Then my sister and I escaped from an evil slug king and went back to my super twig fort for safety. Then we told stories till it got dark and the Big Dipper led us all the way home. Where were you, Jill? We went to the forest. It's not that far away. Ask your parents to take you and your friends to the forest this week. It's closer than you think. Check out discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Urgent. Hello, KCOR listeners. Lorian Fenton here. Hey, are you ready for UFO MegaCon, the immersion event? Seven days, eight nights, 50 new speakers, UFO military witnesses, experiencer groups, skywatches, and so much more. Join me at UFO MegaCon March 24th through 30th in Laughlin, Nevada. Truly the one and only conference you need to attend this year. Check it out at UFOMegacon.com. 30 seconds and counting. 
Broadcasting to you from another planet. Beaming you a world of entertainment. This is the world famous KCOR. Now listen live online at KCORradio.com. I like everything about this station. When do I listen? Like 24 hours a day. It's my favorite station. I just love the music. It keeps me going at work. If ever a breed was affectionate to a fault, it's the Golden Retriever. They're people dogs, pure and simple. And the Golden Retriever Rescue of Southern Nevada needs your help. If you would like to volunteer, foster, adopt, or donate, go to the Golden Retriever Rescue of Southern Nevada's website at grrsn.org. That's grrsn.org. Or call 598-GOLD. That's 598-G-O-L-D. Toxins are everywhere, from the air we breathe to the food we eat and the water we drink. In a world where 80,000 known toxins and heavy metals threaten our very existence, how are you going to protect yourself and your loved ones? Introducing Pure Body Extra Strength, the world's first collodial zeolite that helps trap and remove toxins as well as heavy metals from your body that are messing with your memory, clarity, sleep, and focus. Don't just take our word for it or the testimonials from our thousands of happy customers. Check out the hundreds of articles and case studies on the National Institute of Health website proving zeolite's powerful ability to remove toxins. For a limited time, listeners to KCOR will receive 10% off their first order. To get started, go to trypurebody.com and enter promo code Radio 10. Again, that's trypurebody.com. Toxic junk is all around us, but now you can take back control of your health and protect yourself by detoxing with Pure Body Extra Strength. You'll be on your way to sleeping better, thinking more clearly, and feeling more energetic. Go to trypurebody.com right now and get started today. If you've got an hour to kill, Let us raise your spirits. The Ghostly Hour, hosted by David Cook. This isn't something you need to be afraid of. On a search for evidence from the other side. You want to play hide and seek? You hide, and I'll find you. (laughs) To share your experiences, call 702-425-9230. That's 702-425-9230. 9230. Worldwide callers use Skype name KCOR Radio. Share your thoughts on Twitter by using hashtag KCOR or head over to the live chat at KCORradio.com. And now, the man that ghosts respect the most. The host of the Ghostly Hour. David Cook. David Cook. David Cook. David Cook. David Cook. David Cook. Welcome back, everyone, to the second half of the Ghostly Hour. And I want to give a quick shout out to Mindy Jackson, Robert White, and Denna Lee Griddle. Thank you so much for tuning in for the first time. Hope you're enjoying it as much as we are. And as you know, first half, I think we covered quite a few theories there. And a couple in particular that made me think, which I love. But now, Mark. If it's all right, you, I want to talk about your podcast and how you got into it. Well, basically, I started off on the 22nd of the 12th, 2017. I was looking for something to do. I thought I looked into video and I didn't feel confident enough to do video. So I thought I'll try audio, got nothing to lose. So I set up a little count on um Podbeam, other services are available, and um, as they would say, and uh, I thought, well, why not give it a go? And my first guest I had was a local newspaper recall, uh, reporter, and uh, I just thought, well, I'll put it out there. And I enjoyed what I was doing, and I slowly developed it more and more. And at the present, I'm over a thousand plus episodes. I'm on 12,000 plus plays on Podbeam and on Anchor FM. I'm on over 20,000 plays on that. And I think I'm averaging 25 plays per episode. So I'm quite productive. That's good going, sir. That's very good going. 
Not bad for my man in Holsby that does his podcast from a smartphone and an Amazon Fire tablet. No, that's really good going. Well done. I'm pleased for you. Well, my fear is in life, you don't give a thing a go. You've got, you know, if you only get one listener, hey, I'm happy. I'm not going to worry about, I like to see the numbers. Yeah, I'm, I'm human like everybody else. But I'm not going to worry and think, oh, no, nobody loves me. I've only got one viewer today. I wanted 2,000 people. I've got to be honest with you, that's why I started this show. It was basically, if I can help one person with this show, then my job's done. That's why I like the world of podcasting and radio, because I think it touches more people than they realise. Because you remember like in the early days, in during the wars, radio was the one that kept people going. Ah, oh, the good old days of radio. Yes, there's people go. Yes, I remember those days. But yes, they were good. We had some excellent, <clears throat> brilliant shows. Check them out, people. There's lots of archive out there. Yeah, as it goes, folks. If you get a chance, go back, listen to the original War of the Worlds, the original version. After you listen to that, you would understand why so many people panicked during that day. It is incredible. The way they talk about it, the way they tell the story, the way they describe it. It is understandable why it affected the people the way it did. Yes, I've actually listened to that broadcast. And if you listen to it carefully... There are actually adverts during the podcast for soaps uh, or whatever various products there are. But the people were so entwined with what was happening. The panic was rising in them. They forgot all that. And they just panicked. I'm getting goosebumps now just thinking about it. I think I'm going to listen to it again after this show because... It is one of them moments where you could actually feel like you're there. You're actually living every second of the way they're describing the fact that all these aliens are coming down and invading places. And it is such a great listen. Well, I... I, I sort of cover loads of things. I also do like sub versions of my show. I, I do a thing called Area 52, which is obviously about UFOs. I do a thing called Holes of E Sidetracked, which is about cryptozoology, science, and environmental news. And I do a podcast of a, a Facebook group I do uh, called Lincolnshire Spirit Seekers Podcasts. I did that for the off chance that they were looking for someone to do something a bit different. I offered to do it, and that's what I do. And I obviously do comedy, but I also like to do horror. Now, I've got to ask this. How close do you think horror and the paranormal are connected? I think they're very connected. Because our love for the dark side it's been known since the first time we made a step on the planet Earth. Hmm, that's interesting. The dark side theory, that is interesting. So it's more... Look, Sorry, go on, Mark. If you look at it, you can go back to most people, even Egyptians, Romans, they had like a a god of that was like very unpleasant and the, the stories evolving around that were like the early forms of a horror gender true true well we've got nero who is the uh the beastly emperor 
where the number 666 comes from. So I suppose we've obviously took that number and we've turned it into something to do with the devil because um, I believe Jesus' number was 333 because Paul Pouncey's, um, he was crucified at 3 p.m., I believe, which is now turning it on its head, which is why they do it as the number of the beast. It's strange, though, isn't it? Yeah. There's it's always a connection that people don't see. And I've, I've realised this connection. I just studied it and thought, yeah, the Romans had something bad. Egyptians had something, and obviously the Victorians are great masters of ghost stories and the macabre. Well, it's not that. Thinking about the mindset of all these horror masters, where did all this come from? Did it come from folklores? Did it come from myths and legends? It's so fascinating to think how this actually come about in the first place? Well, mine came about a bit more unusual than that. I interviewed a man called Bobby Gamonster. He's a horror host on an internet show called Monster Movie Night. Check it out. And basically, the, he, the, the, now this is how the interview went. And anybody who's ever done an interview will wonder why he carried on doing it. Basically, he had no microphone. He had no video camera. So I, I had to ask him a question, and he typed me the answer. So I was basically doing the question and the answer myself. But through his words. It's hmm. the most bizarre and weirdest interview I've ever had, but... If you watch the show, it actually works. And whilst I was talking to him, I said, oh, I would like to be on your um, a guest on your show. He said, yes. And I am on, I it's helped introduce the classic of ho Hammer Horror, The Tales of the Crypt. Mm, that, that does sound good to me. That sounds something that's, Right up my uh, alley, as they say. Yeah, I'll send you the link. Um, well, obviously, it starts the ex Doctor Who, Tom Baker. Oh, he's got a fantastic voice for horror. Oh, yes, it's, it's a classic British horror, and there's nothing wrong with that. Anyway, I, I sort of got inspired by this. I thought, I'd like to give Hammer a horror, horror hosting a go. Yeah, going back to the video, as I mentioned earlier, I thought, I'm not very keen on doing it video because there's a lot more people, a lot more expert than me. But I thought, no, I should do it for a podcast because then it could be like a storytelling. You remember the, the old series Jack and Nori years and years ago? Oh, yes. For American audiences, it's basically somebody who's sitting down reading a book and it would get you really involved in the book ah the good old days of Jack and Nori yeah so that's that's what that influenced me a little bit as well so I came up with a character he's my alter ego and he's called Ghostman Horror Host he's like a uh, well he's got He's a, a, a clown, like similar to uh, Pennywise, but not quite. And um, I started doing other stories, with, obviously with permission from the author, I have to put that out there. Um, and um, I thought, no, I'm going to have a go at writing my own. So I thought, yeah, so I've done that. And then. I thought, why not? Why don't I put an audio book out there? I mean, hey, I've got nothing to lose. If you wish, I can do. I can. I can perform one of my stories. It's not a very long story. 
Yeah, go for it. Please do. Are you ready? <clears throat> I've just got to get a good character. <clears throat> Everyone's sitting comfortably. We shall begin. Welcome, my children, to Ghostman Horror Host here. The Puppet Show. Just getting ready, everyone. I hope you all enjoy my show tonight, says Shane, little boy of six, with blonde hair, blue eyes. The audience await in silence. The curtain opens. A voice speaks. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Tonight, I bring you Dad. Slowly walking to the stage is a strange human-like puppet with red legs and red arms, dripping with a red substance, a sickly red colour attached to limbs of thin, long strips. Could it be flesh? The human puppet goes into a dance, like a hanged man dancing from a tree. The puppet is placed on the floor, and Shane comes out to nothing but silence. Shane looks at his audience and creaks towards a small woman with brown hair and slightly overweight and whispers to her height. In her ears, it's your turn now, Mummy Dearest, to be my puppet. Oh. The other members of the audience stay sat, sat silence in silence. But what do you expect the dead people else to do? The end. Oh. Dead people in the audience. Puppets. That is classic horror right there. And you can see how heavily influenced I'm by old horror films. <clears throat> well, I've now got this image in my head of the stage, everything set up, and just all these dead bodies filling up the seats. This is it. As I say, my stories aren't the longest stories in the world. But I tried to give you an image of what there. And um, that, that, that story is also available in my audiobook, which I should now promote. Because, hey, why not? <laughs> Good. Basically, Good. My, my audiobook is available on an app called Audio Pub, which is A U D I O P. UB, which you can get through Apple App Store or Google, Google Play. Look for Ghostman Horror Host, and there is a selection of stories on there. I also have a guest appearance from a fellow horror host called Octavian Hollow, who's also uh, does. Uh, horror hosting on Monster Movie Night as well. He kindly did a story uh, about me, which is it, it's um, connected to cancer in a way. You have to listen to find out what I mean. Audio Pub, that sounds like a typical English website for uh, things like podcasts. Yes, it, it's a basically, uh, it, it's, a, it's a free site. Any, you know, it's just a way to people publish their books, audio books, and get it out there. I thought, hey, I've got nothing to lose. No, not always worth a try, sir. Always worth a try because you never know unless you actually try it. And I have, I'll tell you what content I've got on there. I have the following stories Zombie, Genetically Modified. Johnny, Ghostman Horror Host, The Legend Begins, Screen Tests, Black Death, Bandages, Cartoon Violence, Awake, Creaking, You Didn't Turn Up, Puppet Show. Genetically modified. Ah... That's the one that pops out to me the most because, to me, the way things are going nowadays, all this cloning, that, to me, seems a bit too close to what is actually going on now. Oh, I wonder why I was based that then. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that's... those, and, and I add on to it as well. It's like a living audiobook. Every time I think of a story... In my head, that comes to my head. I've recently one wrote one called. I just, just find it again. 
Just, you know, it's like when you write something, you're thinking, what did I do? <laughs> oh, yes, yeah. I did that. Uh-huh. I'm like that with my shows. Where I'm coming up to like my three-year anniversary soon. I'm going over shows thinking, right, just in case, unfortunately, a guest has to cancel. What have I covered? What have I not covered? And so I know exactly what you mean. You know, the latest story, which I will be putting on, is called, that cannot, that can't be true. You know, when people talk to you and say, oh, yeah, come on. That can't possibly be true. It's sort of like a werewolf story. But with a slight twist. Do you know, I used to be a werewolf, but I'm all right now. <laughs> yes, the classic joke, people. <laughs> we had to go there. We had to go there. But yeah, as you can see, I, I, I enjoy doing it. And it, I, I, as you see, I, my voice goes a little bit creepy British. Uh, <laughs> I, I know that when it does come to horror, the English voice does seem to be the one that tends to be like the fat Dracula or it tends to be um, something like the mummy. We do seem to have the typical horror type voice. Yes. uh, I'm also a great fan of Vincent Price. I love Vincent Price. Oh, fantastic actor. Absolutely fantastic. I think he's got a lot of, there's a lot of audio of some of the stuff he's done. And obviously, he's on one of the best r- records of all time. Thriller. Oh, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Uh, he does the bit where they do the, uh, I can't quote it now. Yeah, darkness falls across the land, the midnight hour. Yeah, it's close at hand. Creatures yeah. crawling in search of blood. To terrorise your neighbourhood. Neighbourhood. Yeah, I love that bit. He does it so well. It's really good. Oh, don't. The, the way he does it, it, I, I don't know, you, you just get chills and you just hope and pray that he's not actually Dracula and not actually coming in to see you one day. Yeah, I remember that. I used to, I watched the, the Hammer Horror films with... Uh, Christopher Lee and uh, I remember going to bed with like crucifix going oh my pop okay <laughs> it sounds pathetic now people watching now going oh how could you be scared of that oh, we got blood and gore now yes but I do prefer a story now don't get me wrong I'm a great fan of blood and gore like anybody but I do prefer the story one so the recent one I watched was Bird Box yeah, everyone's been going on about that. I've not had a chance to see it yet. I can highly recommend it. Do I have to watch it with a blindfold on? No, no. Don't do, don't do that. <laughs> this, as they always say in most shows, do not try this at home. One, because you're an idiot. And two, because you're an idiot. <laughs> I suppose it wouldn't make much sense watching it with an actual blindfold on, would it? <laughs> uh, no, no. You could, you could think, I don't know what the story's about. But I'll probably have to look into that. Uh, for me, one of my personal favourites is called The Awakening because it's more psychological horror rather than just all the blood and the gore. Yes, as I say, sometimes the things that can be put in your head are more scarier than any... Ma- any filmmaker can produce yeah yeah definitely i've got to go along with that i definitely prefer the more psychological horrors than the ones where they're just ripping people's limbs off and just throwing them about to me that's just that's just laughable i will admit i'm a great fan of the zombie films i do love a good zombie film well if you love a good zombie come down to where i work you'll see loads of them <laughs> yeah, I know. But um, <laughs> uh, you think of it, most of them are connected to um, uh, some sort of comment of some uh, political comment of some sort. Uh, the day is it the day of the dead? Yeah. 
it's about consumerism. That's a hard word. I can't even say it. Consumerism gone wrong. Yeah, I know what you mean. As it goes, Robert White has put a good comment in the chat room about it's to do with anticipation, not seeing the bad guys. Oh, it's a bit like wrestling. I'm a great. I love wrestling. Well, we've I got couple, Mark. We've got oh, only got a couple of minutes left, so I want to get your information out there. People can listen to your podcast and everything else. Yeah, I'm on Podbeam, Anchor FM, iHeartRadio, Play FM, Spotify, YouTube. Just look up the Holes of Your Mark podcast show. And you'll find me available. And your audio, audio book again, just before we go. It's called, it's on audio pub. It's called Ghostman Horror Host. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, sir, it has been an absolute pleasure talking to you, as always. And thank you so much for having me on your show that time. I really do appreciate it. Okay, before I go, I'm going to do a unique sign-off for you, if I've got time. Uh, We've got one minute left. That's all right, I can fit in one minute. I'm very good like this. Are you ready? Go for it. Thank you, Tina, and David too. It was great to be on your show. I loved our talk, you know. Thank you, the listeners, for listening to me. Good night, goodbye. Thank you, you see. Bye-bye. Well... That was fantastic, sir. Thank you so much for that. And sorry, folks, but I'm afraid we do have to go now. Once again, go listen to Mark's podcast. They are good. I've listened to a few. I can highly recommend them. But for now, remember, it helps to know. And I will see you on the other side. Take care, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. And goodbye. You've been listening to The Ghostly Hour, your weekly one-hour connection to the other side. And let me just say that it invaded my mind with such force. I thought I was going to explode into the atmosphere. Live every Sunday afternoon, 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern, exclusively on the KCOR Digital Radio Network. We go where others are afraid to go. And that ain't normal. For more information on the host of The Ghostly Hour, David Cook. David Cook. David Cook. David Cook. Visit the Ghostly Hour show page at kcrradio.com. <laughs> if you have an hour to kill, you just might have the answers you're looking for. The Ghostly Hour. The Ghostly Hour. The Ghostly Hour. This is KCOR Las Vegas, home of the Digital Radio Network, broadcasting from a shack just south of Area 51. Wait, that doesn't exist. This is the KCOR Digital Radio Network.